Tea or Coffee, a film podcast with Thomas and Joe, with theme music by bensound.org. See description for more information. Teal Coffee Podcast. We're back. This is a show where we talk about films, movies, occasionally TV and other related media. My name is Thomas and joining me is my co-host, Joe. Hello, everyone. We're, we decided today to talk about uh, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, we both saw it recently. It's been out for a few weeks, but uh, if you're in Australia, it's, it's coming out soon, so you're all getting excited. And uh, I'm just going to read the plot synopsis and then we'll go into a, a spoiler-free review of it. Uh, we will try and not give anything too major away. Obviously, we can talk about anything that's in the trailers or anything in the poster or just just overall thoughts. We won't try and reveal anything too major. Uh, so just a plot synopsis. There are big changes brewing in Gotham, but if Lego Batman wants to save the city from the Joker's hostile takeover, he may have to drop the, the lone vigilante thing and try and work with others and maybe, just maybe, learn to lighten up. Maybe his psychic Robin or and Lord Butler Alfred can show him a thing or two. So, uh, Joe, you saw his film. Uh, what are your overall thoughts about it? I um, yeah, I really loved it. Actually, I was I went in not knowing what I really expected from it, um, but I ended up really enjoying it. I thought it was well written. A few cheesy moments, but not as cheesy as the original. Um, what is it, Lego movie, Yeah, I felt. Of course, it's got that kind of like the typical Hollywood, oh, this is all about working together mm-hmm. thing. But apart from that, I quite enjoyed it, and I thought it was cleverly crafted, had some good mocking of the studios in it, um, and maintained a good balance of humour. Yeah. In many ways, this is the modern-day version of the parody film, in that it's happy to completely lay into the character of Batman, while at the same time being a good film. Mm. It's not just jokes about Batman for two hours, however long it is. It's also yeah, it's got its own narrative, it's got its own structure, but it's at the same time it's also able to have to be very sort of light-hearted with the source material to consistently refer to it mm. and to very much sort of uh, em- em- embrace the mythos of Batman, which has been around for nearly. 80 years now, whatever, mm, yeah. and at the same time, bring something very sort of unique and fresh to it. I mean, we've seen lots of Batman films, but there's nothing quite like this, Mm-mm, other than sort of him in the Lego movie. Uh, it's also, it's just, it's a very modern film, as we've talked before, in the sense that uh, we're now at a stage where the nerd culture is very much taking over mm. uh, Hollywood. Uh, it's very, sort of very apparent with the rise of superhero films, for continuing with franchises, Star yeah. Wars is back. Uh, we got Star Trek. We've got Blade Runner coming back. We've got all all these other sort of films which sort of are very sort of, I suppose, targeted more at sort of vote people who re- grew up reading comic books or people who re- grew up watching animated TV kids mm. shows on television. Ninja Turtles being another example, and this film very much is a is a is a product of that. Yet it's so it is very sort of refreshing, I suppose, in sort of how it deals with a lot of those ideas, rather than just 
going through the motions of another Batman movie. It's 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 very fresh and unique. Mm, definitely. Uh, just just in this overview, what what on the whole did you think of the characters of this film? There are a number one. There's a number of uh, main key players. You've got mm. Batman. You've got the Joker. You've got Alfred. You've got Robin. You've got uh, Barbara Gordon. Yep. Uh, those are, those are the key ones. There's a few minor characters, but for the most part, it centers around them. I thought it developed them inter- interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was slightly confused with Barbara Gordon because I felt like her ca- character backtracked yeah. um, at the end of the film <laughs> and became a vi- vigilante just like Batman yeah. um, without revealing everything. No, but... Yeah. Uh, it just felt like it was a... Uh, it was quite... Um, oh, what would you call it? Convenient for her to become like that. Yeah. And I, I guess that's because it is, at the end of the day, a kid's film yeah. and they're not thinking about the morality and the ethics behind what she does and everything, so... Yeah, and I, I suppose, again, pretty careful not to give too much away, it sort of fits her character, as in she's she's at least initially very sort of opposed to Batman, but she's mm. actually quite sort of welcoming of Batman. She actually quite likes him as an idea. He's, mm. been, he's been around for, well, I think he says, for 70 years, Evan, and it's been sort of an ins- inspiration to her character. Mm. In some ways, that's why, obviously, her father as well, Commissioner Gordon, but sort of this idea of tackling crime. I thought their take on Commissioner Gordon was quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, Press the button. Yeah. Um, Batman. Again, teasing the original stories in a sense. Yeah. And I also liked the uh, the little kind of sub-battle between Batman and Superman that kind of teases Batman versus Superman yeah, they in a really they, goofy they, way. They consistently refer... To sort of to that, which is sort of rather rather fun, especially as that film only came out a year ago, mm. and they're all they're already willing to sort of mock it a bit. Yeah, I mean they've been consistently mock poor old Christian Bale throughout this film as well, <laughs> with that that with, with one particular scene, where, well more than one, sorry, but that that one particular scene with. Uh, I have to admit, I am um, stupidly didn't notice that that was Christian Bale no. and thought it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> and so that left me quite confused until you explained to me that it was Christian Bale. And I yeah. do know who Christian Bale is, just somehow didn't recognise him. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took me a few seconds to realise it was him because I haven't seen whatever film that was. Mm. Uh, Josh didn't notice who's my brother when we went to see it. So it, it's he looks he would look, look remarkably sort of young in it. So yeah. It was, <laughs> but yeah, it was good use of it. On on a whole, what did you think of sort of oh, the, the the action in this film for for an animated film? It's got some pretty impressive set pieces. Mm, stunning. The opening was incredible. Yeah, I loved that, and that was just one of the things that you can do with cartoon, well, not cartoon, but animation, yeah. as opposed to live action. Mm-hmm. And they made good use of that. Yeah, and it's it's just that it. I suppose it also helps with the Lego aspect of just the, the building and the intertwining. Yeah. You can break this up and turn it into this, and you can create a Batmobile out of any building you're passing by. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was interesting the way they brought in the whole master builder thing into it, because yeah. obviously that was a concept established in, the in movie. yeah the Lego Movie, and I kind of wondered if they'd bring it through to this, and they did, and they did it in a fairly good way. The only thing I was slightly confused about is the ease. Um, it took Robin to do this whole master building thing. Yes. When I'm kind of like, 
in the Lego movie, it was meant to be this really complex, difficult thing. Yeah. And in the Batman um, movie, it's just like Robin immediately can be a master builder. Yeah. It also, this film doesn't quite set up how this universe works in relation to the Lego one. Mm, definitely is, not. Is, is this a kid playing in the cellar still? Is this, is this Batman's fan fiction from the, the, the Lego movie? Or what, what exactly is this film? I mean, I, I suppose they don't really expect you to ask that question. But at the same time, they're not entirely just basing this in the the Batman universe. I mean, we'll say more about that in spoilers. But other characters show up who you wouldn't expect to be in the Batman film. Yeah, no, definitely not. It's In that way, it's definitely similar to the Lego movie. Yeah. It well, doesn't seem to be that connected yeah. to the other realms though that were presented in the lego movie but no. it'll be interesting to see if they're actually going to bring that in in future yeah and um, well obviously the next film they're doing is the lego ninjago film which mm. I, I, we had a trailer of it before our, our viewing yeah me too uh that's again is going to be something different but i'm quite happy to see them try their own property rather than try always just doing sort of lego batman and next will be lego avengers and yeah lego lord of rings <laughs> and there'll be lego star trek this was, um, I was that, pleased with Lego Batman that they did oh yeah, go quite far away from the original Batman yeah. in a sense. So they, they managed to make it something new, even yes. though it was something old. But yeah, it's good to see them doing something of their own. Yeah, to do their own property. Mm. I mean, obviously the Lego movie sort of was their own property, but that was also sort of very much sort of, we've got Batman in this as well. We've got lots of different sort of characters. It's not their own theme, but mm. created it for it. And uh, but this Ninjago's been our own theme, which they've got around, and now they're bringing into. Yeah, it's quite clever marketing, actually. Yeah. To get all your kids addicted to a TV thing and then launch it in cinemas, because the kids are going to definitely want to go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. And obviously, they, they can now they can advertise it as the makers of a Lego Batman movie, and yeah. the makers of a Lego movie, and everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, Lego are doing pretty well so far. They've had two pretty good films. Let's mm. go and see that. Uh, do, you want, do you have any uh, negative thoughts about this film without going into spoilers? Anything you felt sort of mm, could have done that better? Misuse of... Not personally. No. I think you do, don't you? Uh, I, I've, I've got something which I'm going to come back to in spoilers a bit. Uh, so, do you want to... give anything else to say non-spoilers or should we go to a rating? Oh, I thought something was interesting that um, Catwoman in this... Yeah. Unlike in the most recent f Batman films, Catwoman mm -hmm. doesn't seem to like Batman at all in this no. particular one. I, 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 su um, I suppose that. I mean, Catwoman isn't ever sort of. Catwoman is very sort of. Is she good? Is she bad? It depends on what era of comic books you're in. Mm. Starts off as a villain. Some. Some. She's a villain in the second Batman film from the early nineties. But again, in this, but then again, in sort of that. Uh, What's his name's version? Uh, Christopher Nolan's. She's more of a, a good character. It's yeah. obviously still got some greyness to her, but yeah, they they they, they just put her as straight as a, a villain in this. Yeah, definitely. Did do you like the whole host of Batman villains that that appear in this film? The, the Calendar Man. The I thought it was interesting. Um, perhaps slightly too many, but at the same time, I think it had its own kind of charm to it. Yeah, and it it helped set up that that first. Yeah, definitely. Of the film. Just to rather have lots of ambiguous henchmen to have sort of these are actual characters and okay we're not going to do much of them in this film 
but here they all are anyway. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, right at the beginning of the film, I was worried he was going to keep his uh, mask on the whole way through, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that would have been annoying. But yeah. he didn't, so yeah. it's good. And did you notice the very obvious um, Apple product placement in the film? Oh, did he's got he's got an iPhone, he's got an iPhone yeah. and it's very definite iPhone written very large, and also the Apple Apple logo features heavily, and he talks to Siri. Yeah, um, oh, that's like the computer is Siri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's quite hilarious. Um, did did you think this film could have benefited from a song equivalent to Everything Is Awesome that Lego Movie had? Because this film it had songs in it, but none of them sort of. I quite liked just the use of songs it had, yeah. like for example the ones that Batman supposedly makes up. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, I mean, um, not bad, that first song in that first action sequence is is pretty good, but it, it's yeah. not it's not like everything is awesome. You're not gonna have kids going around singing it in the streets irritatingly or no, which is a good thing. Academy Awards. Um, but yeah, I, I I quite liked what they did choose. I liked their use of kind of pop songs too. And just, just I, th- I think that first song is he says it's called "Let's Get Nuts," which is a, again a reference to Batman '89, and perhaps the oddest scene in any Batman film. Uh, have you watched Batman '89? No. Okay, but just to give it away, this it's not even really spoiled for the film. But Batman, no, but Bruce Wayne's being confronted by the Joker, and he's in his house, and he's just, and Bruce Wayne's just talking to him like a normal guy. He's telling the Joker this story. Mm. For some, presumably you think, oh, he's just trying to distract the Joker, and he goes over to the fireplace. And he's just telling a story in a soothing, sort of normal, sort of Bruce Wayne voice. And he suddenly grabs the, po- the, the, the poking stick from the fireplace, smashes a vase and shouts, Let's get nuts! And it's just completely weird. Oh, yeah. And and That's it, quite strange. And, and it doesn't really fit Batman, but it's, sort of, it's just one of those weird scenes in the films, which is sort of obviously what they're referring to in this film. This, this yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that reference. Yeah. I'll show you a clip afterwards, maybe. Uh, okay, shall we do our rating and then we'll move on to spoilers? So, Sounds good. So, uh, do you want to go first or shall I? I haven't... You can go first. Great, now I've got to finger sync. Now I'm going to compare this to a, a drink of... A, a drink of Ribena. <laughs> uh, again, I, I tend to compare properties debt going to slightly more kids to sing with high sugar because that's what it is. It's very excitable. It's got a, a nice sort of taste... It's relatively refreshing, uh, but it's yeah, but it's it's not sort of the greatest drink in the world, nor nor worst drink in the world. It's a, it's a it's a pretty fine, pretty good kids movie with lots of sort of stuff there, lots of references, lots of in jokes, lots of things targeted at uh, at geeks like myself, and lots of references. And if, if you do an ESO video, then it would probably take twenty minutes just to cover the first action scene but it's 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 really fun uh it's got its issues uh i think some of the themes in this are a bit poor perhaps some of the uh perhaps some of the the, the story uh, message is slightly sort of confusing and sort of i'm not quite sure where they're going with it but overall it's it's pretty good mm. okay I've never read that much into Ribena. No, yeah. I, I've never read that much into Ribena. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether Ribena was the best thing, but it's sort of... Yeah, I, I, that's, all, that's all I ended up going with, so... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure... 
I'm, I'm sure people realise at some point that our rating system isn't sort of concrete and stone and meant to symbolise everything mm. that we think about the film. It's just sort of a here's something with a particular sort of taste. Let's yeah. compare it. And yeah, so I'm the sugary sort of fruity taste. Exactly. Going from that, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose a, a really fruity sugary cocktail for okay. this one. Um, so it's got kick from yep. the the strong drink, whatever it is that's in it. Um, it's so really. It's a, it's a drink often given to kids. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not. Um, it's really fruity, so it's fun. Yeah. And everything's sugary. It's sweet. It's it's enjoyable to watch. But it's like you can't do it too many times. Um, mm. Because <laughs> you can't drink too many of them, no. but um, yeah, no, it's it's really fresh and interesting. Mm -hmm. Is what I'll do for it. Jolly good. So uh, from now on, uh, spoiler-heavy review for Lego Batman. If you haven't seen this film and you want to see this film, you probably should stop listening here or skip ahead to if we have a new segment later on. <laughs> Depends how we're doing for time. Okay. So, this film is sort of uh, uh, a family film, and one of the key messages that is it in it is Batman lets down his family and has to say, say sorry, and then everything is fine again. Pretty much. Uh, the, the problem sort of I had with the execution of this is that him leaving his family behind to go into battle against the Joker and his army isn't necessarily a bad thing. We soldiers mm. don't normally take their families to war. Yeah, his that's mistake, what I was feeling too. His mistake is he's leaving behind trained fighters. Yeah. He's leaving He's leaving behind uh, Batgirl, he's leaving behind Alfred, who in this seems to basically be an older version of Batman, mm -hmm. he goes around in the Adam West costume, and Robin, who is is a master builder, as you mm. said earlier. That that sort of sort of jumbling of those up, it, it it sort of didn't particularly work for me, because it sort of feels like Batman was wrong for sending them away because they're his family, and that's why everyone's upset with him. He's wrong to send them away because they're expert fighters. He's not wrong to send them away because of his family. You don't take your family to war. Uh, I like The Incredibles because I think The Incredibles did this slightly better. Where you have that final action sequence of Incredibles, and you've all seen Incredibles, I don't need to give a spoiler warning for that. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Incredible is about to go into fight Syndrome's big monster, and he turns to Mrs. Incredible, and he says to Mr. Incredible, Look, stay here with the kids and keep out of the way. Mm. Mr. Incredible goes, Why? What, what was this? Some sort of challenge for you? And he goes, Look, I can't let you come with me because I'm not strong enough to lose you again. And she, she, she basically says, Look, we're supers we're actually sort of meant to be doing this sort of thing. Mm. If this was a case where Mrs. Incredible isn't super and the kids aren't super and Mrs. Incredible is, he's, he's fine to leave them behind because yeah. they can't go and take down the big monster. But because they're superheroes, they can. Yeah. And that's sort of, that that's made clearer, I think, in Incredibles than it is in this movie. That sort of Incredible says, look, it's not just the sense of sort of wanting to protect your family saying oh, that's a mistake. It's a fact that you're actually... You're you're being hypersensitive when actually the family can cope with this situation because they're trained. Mm. Do does that sort of maybe maybe you might say well, aren't you reading too much into a family film? But I I, I like 
I like set of I like. Well, the rest of it seemed to be quite well thought out. So it just yeah, yeah, it is in a sense if they're going to do a film that's that that high level, you want to get it all that yeah. high level. Um, so yeah, in a sense, I guess maybe they were kind of they didn't know what they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think perhaps it was more because yeah, it was the fact that he let them in and trusted them, and they were trying to gain his trust. Mm-hmm. So that like, and they clearly showed themselves yeah. to be competent. So yeah. that's part of it. It's just him opening up and understanding yeah. that he can't control everything. I think is the kind of message that they wanted to show, and yeah. and that's the reason why they were angry. Yeah, I can understand that. But that being said, why he doesn't call the Justice League to come and say help him beat the Joker and all the villains that the Justice League put in the Phantom Zone is a little questioning because at the start of the film you see Zod being put into Phantom Zone by yeah. Superman. So when Zod and everyone else breaks out, you might think, well, why doesn't why doesn't you say, hey Superman, everyone's broken out of the Phantom Zone. Could he get the entire Justice League here and we'll do this in five Well, maybe minutes? it's because he can't trust Superman still, or he doesn't like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe no telephones were working. Maybe, maybe the film wouldn't well, have well, worked well if that happened. Well, 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 well just leave it away, just still partying over it. Apparently that's what they do, party. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't like the Justice League scene just because <laughs> I see all the different characters. Yeah. Uh, did you find it odd that Voldemort is in this film and Ralph Fiennes is in this film voicing Alfred, but Ralph Fiennes didn't voice Voldemort, despite the fact that he is Voldemort in the Harry Potter films? To be honest, I didn't know that. I never really look up <laughs> that much, but um, that is kind of that's funny. That's yeah. kind of strange. Must have been weird for him. We've got Ralph Fiennes. I guess He's maybe he Alfred. wanted a bigger role, and they offered him Alfred, so he was like, yeah. go for it. Well, maybe they didn't want to pay him for two roles, so you only wanted to pay him for one, because otherwise he'd be too expensive. Like, I, I don't think they get him for two, though, because that's just the same character. Yeah. In a sense, or same person voicing two. Yeah, but, um, I mean, voice work, though, you tend to have multiple people playing yeah, multiple I... cast members. It's maybe, actually yeah. quite common, in, well, at, least in, at least in animated TV shows. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that was just... That's you got him, why, why, not, why not give him the role which... Yeah, maybe him. money, like you say. Yeah. Or maybe it was a licensing issue with the character. Mm-hmm. Just don't know. How do you think the, the final battle sequence, fight sequence, compares to earlier sequences in the film? I think the, the earlier sequences were probably better. Yeah. Like, the opening sequence is incredible. So you're and saying that Batman's better off alone, is that you're saying? <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah, I think partly it was, because we got to see more style and stuff. Yeah. But it was also just the um, the setup of the Joker and everything in the mm-hmm. first one, I think, was better. Yeah. Like, the plane flying through the air was incredible. Yeah. And just the kind of style, the gritty kind of crime drama type thing. Yeah. It was quite interesting. I love how the pilot in that scene sequence goes... Where Drake says, this is my greatest fan ever. And he goes, what, like one of the two boats? Which is obviously the Dark Knight. The end of the Dark Knight, we got the two boats. Yes, yeah, I did like that as well. <laughs> I think that's he also good. then goes, awful time we walked into that art, that art gallery playing Prince, which is Batman 89 again. <laughs> but, but they like, they like your fun references. Yeah, I like those references. The, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, good fun to it. Uh, so, so, what else can we say in the spoilers? Uh, did you like the fact they went for the use of alternative villains, so sticking in Sauron and Voldemort? Obviously, 
the way they introduce those characters, they don't particularly fit into their own storylines. Mm. Sauron, as far as I know, doesn't ever shoot lava out of his eye. No. Or Voldemort. Voldemort's killing spell doesn't seem to kill many people in, in this. But then again, it's a Lego version of it. So they, they don't... They're there. I think they're there partly just to... Um, for the... Well, um, Sauron is probably there for the adults. Because yeah. it's something they can know and recognise. And um, Voldemort is just... I think he's fun, and they know that teenagers will be like, oh, that's Voldemort, yeah. kind of thing. Um, so it's one of the Daleks, he went, they're, they're British robots, getting oh, yeah. friends to explain. Like that I say, was hilarious. They're not robots, they're cyborgs. Inside each of those is a living creature, they're not robots. Oh, they look like robots. They're, 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 they're red tanks. They're tanks with people inside. Tanks aren't robots, therefore Daleks aren't robots, but anyway. You still need a nerd to explain. <laughs> Yes, See, they, they managed to get you to, to yeah. get all bothered about it and to explain it to me, so they were right. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're, yeah they're, I, I was aware of it. working like that. You just gave in to them. I just gave in to them. <laughs> uh, had lots of gremlins as well, didn't they? Yeah, those were a bit odd. <laughs> yeah. Taking apart the plane. Yeah, so I could like the penguins did at the start of the film. In yeah. The Part of you, you have to just kind of... um. I accept that there's a lot of slight things like at the beginning um oh what was I going to say like there's the orphan who mysteriously oh, yeah. can fight really well and stuff like that yeah um I thought that was quite hilarious though with the orphan oh well, where's he's, where he's adopted yeah or? adopted and everything and I, I love Bat- Batman's merchandise gun where he goes to the orphanage and he shoots oh the yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I thought that was pretty hilarious um yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. Um, just kind of shows his inflated ego a bit. Yeah. But I at the same that. time shows that he is kind of good because he actually takes the time to go there. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's sort of the thing. He's, 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 pre- he's presented as arrogant and brash and all those sort of things, but at the same time he's... He's consistently shown to be more than that. It's just sometimes he doesn't come out of it. He's mm. not, not often very willing to admit it. So we obviously got seen with his parents' picture at the start, and the fact he's not facing up that sort of his greatest fear is losing people, which is why he pushes people away. Yeah, yeah. And he consistently refuses to admit it throughout the film. It's snake clowns, whatever. It's, it's worth fearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Alfred's sort of perceptive enough to say that you know what's going on because we've seen this in every other Batman film. A <laughs> time in like 2016, 2012, and 2008, and 2005, and gives a list of Batman films. Uh, anything else I want to talk about? Design? Should we talk about designs at all? Sort of uh, the world, sort of the Batcave, the Bat. I just loved the way they used the lighting and everything. Yeah, that that, that was, yeah, they they've really sort of been in a position now where they can do, but it does look really cinematic, and yes, it's really, and I suppose that's a giveaway to show that it isn't sort of stop motion because it's very hard mm. to do that sort of thing stop motion. But when you've got sort of the, the big sequences, they can sort of pers- where they animate the lights and everything, it sort of it just gives very sort of large scale to it which mm. is and just very sort of yeah very sort of nicely done yeah yeah a- anything else or shall we move on to a quick news segment um new segment i think new segment 
Uh, Matthew Vaughan and Matt Reeves are going to save Superman and Batman. Have you heard of the news that uh, Matthew Vaughan's in talks to save the next Superman film and Matt Reeves is directing the next Batman film? Didn't know that. Uh, Matt Reeves obviously being Planet of the Apes guy mm-hmm. and Matthew Vaughan being uh, Kingsman and uh, X-Men First Class. Yeah, class. yeah. Good Interesting. Man. That might be good because um, the Superman ones need a bit of X manning up. <laughs> yeah, and and what Im- what impressed was was very impressed about Matthew Vaughan and X Men First Class is that he's not shy to go back to a di- to try something else with the X Men. The X Men mm. at that point were going through a bit of a down patch. They just had X Men Origins Wolverine, which people didn't really like, and he just brought sort of the X Men back, and he actually gave them their yellow costumes. He sort of told a very sort of fresh sort of story mm. he wasn't shy to not use Wolverine despite the fact Wolverine was a main character I think that could be very good for Superman where you can just approach it differently to how other people have been looking at it recently yeah yeah I think that's true it needs a slightly different approach it's been yeah. too uh, long and drawn out recently and a bit dour and a bit sad and a bit yeah he's been a bit sad and moody mm. yeah yeah, any other news? Uh, well, since we last recorded, the Oscars happened and there was a huge surprise. <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad won Best Hair and Makeup. So that means DC have got one Academy Award and Marvel have got none. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Spider-Man will get any. Um, well, I can't imagine... Yeah, I can't imagine it getting in, get any. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't imagine any of them particularly getting because they're not really their sort of award. Suicide Squad was because it was all sort of weird and surreal. Yeah. It was up for sort of the hair and makeup award. But with with visual effects, it normally, as I said, it go into Jungle Book, which is yeah. what I predicted because it's the this animal effects. Yeah, and it's Mar- creating Mar- a, Mar- a world that looks real as opposed yeah. to an explicitly not real world. Yeah, I mean, Marvel, Doctor Strange had wonderful visuals, but they weren't going to give it at that. It's yeah. Doctor Strange had a Jungle Book. Yeah, and Doctor Strange, in a sense, because it wasn't meant to look real, mm-hmm. in like it did, it was convincing, but it was never meant to be this reality. No, so whereas. Yeah. Jungle Book did something entirely new. Yeah. Well, in a sense. Yeah. And just the yeah, that it was just it was just on different different level. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I, I can't see Marvel winning one anytime soon. No, I don't know if they're unless, that interested. Unless Logan which is isn't MCU but yeah. it's Marvel. That that could get that. that could get something. That could Yeah. I haven't watched from, it so No you have I, but from from all the talk it, it might be able to sort of go up for a uh, yeah, potentially a best supporting actor for Patrick Stewart or something. Uh, are you a big fan of the Matrix films? I did enjoy the Matrix films. Yeah. Well, there's a reboot coming. Oh. <laughs> because if it ain't broke, don't. Well, yeah. Well, it's, well, it's, they just can't be making films. Yeah, um, try and make some money. <laughs> yeah. So now we're into the early late nineties nostalgia. So that is time for another Matrix film. <laughs> I haven't seen Matrix Hill. I, I, I probably should see it at some point. They say the second and third one aren't particularly very good. I think the first was definitely the best, yeah, as usual. As, as usual. With, with a few sections like Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I'd rather they just did something different with it because. I don't know quite how they continue it, um, or can continue it in the same strand. Unless they've got some new visual idea, mm. there's not really anything you can do because everyone else has been doing much. 
the Matrix ever since then, mm. all the bullet time, all the It's more the action. story that I'm concerned about. I don't quite get what continuation they can really give to it. Yeah. That would be interesting. And and sort of the idea of sort of computers and being like computers and stuff, which again has been done, has been done. And seeing like Inception has sort of pushed that ground, I mean, in a completely different way, but in a much sort of in sort of different visuals mm. and being inside dreams and all that sort of lack of physicality mm. sort of idea. So I, I don't really know what it's what it's going for. Yeah. But maybe they'll be able to do something. Maybe. Uh, did you see the four Ragnarok pictures? Um, I think I saw a couple. So four's new design. Uh, I got them here if you want. So. Oh, I saw that one. And uh, this one with Loki. Oh yeah. One with uh, Hulk and well, not Hulk, <laughs> it's Bruce Banner and four, and then four and uh, Tessa Thompson's character. And there's a director. Yeah, it all looks good. Oh, in a suit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's, he's a nice director. Uh, I think we missed Jeff Goldblum, did we? Oh, yes, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Now 90s nostalgia. Yeah. But that's, it, it seems to be the case that they've gone to the planet 1980s. Mm. <laughs> it does appear to because be. Because they, they're, they've gone very bright colour. And obviously, yeah, there's a Kate Blanchett's villain. Uh, what's her name? Hella. So yeah. it, it's it gone very bright colours, it's gone very sort of Gardens of Galaxy-esque. Yeah. And I suppose that's sort of what they... I suppose they want to just try something different. They did the two sort of traditional stories with the Earth. Yeah. Uh, uh, Asgard sort of almost sort of mm. Norse mythology sort of style. Now they're just going for, let's have four do something, go and fighting and... Losing his hammer and shaving his hair and having a big shield <laughs> and wearing bright colours. Mm. So yeah. I'm actually looking forward to this film. I think it's going to be quite good. Yeah, the Thor films have always been fun. Yeah. Different but fun. Uh, <gasps> did you watch the Wonder Woman trailer? Not the most recent one. No, neither did I. So, well, we won't talk about that then. <laughs> I'm. At this point, I sort of I don't think the trailers are going to pitch me at anything new or pitch a different tone. Of yeah, probably so not. It's, so it's a case of it's just building more excitement. Yeah, it's just a case of yeah. If you if you if you if if you're going to see it, then you're probably going to see it anyway. And if you're not going to see it, then you're probably not going to see it anyway now. But I don't think they're going at this late stage. It's hard to change someone's mind. Uh, I probably won't see it in cinema. I'll probably wait till later unless it gets really good reviews. Mm. Uh, but that's really everything I've got listed here. Have you come across anything? No, that sounds that sounds um, good to me. We could talk about the Oscars, but we you know, we didn't really. Yeah. Let, let's let's wrap it up there. Uh, so uh, just remember where we are. We are on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to those, like us, uh, tell tell a friend. That's that's always a good idea. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, bye from me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and have a good day.